You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. See what the question is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this one's going to be a tougher one. Up, But everyone, thanks for joining us again for Thursday mornings with Alex and Don. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're happy to see you. Um, just as a reminder, these all these questions are kind of off the cuff for Don. He's not hearing them, so that one's especially important for today's topic. I'm not hearing them in advance. That's right. I'll try to hear them when you speak them. I'll, yeah, I hope okay. so. Yeah. Okay. If just not, I'll repeat it. Yeah, I'll repeat it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but a popular topic in the news today is, uh, and every kind of election cycle. Oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> but this one's going to be, I think, a little bit easier than a lot of the topics. And it's about the border and immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, it's been like a record as far as people coming over the border. Um, and, and it's always been a contentious issue. I think, it, you know, back when Donald Trump was elected, he wanted to build a wall. And there's no border to our north, hardly at all. There's one on a map, but speaking from experience, we went to Canada this summer and you walk up there and we had our papers, got to the park ranger and he said, I don't need those. I'm not customs. I'm just a park ranger. Go on in. And we watched people go back and forth. When we came back in the United States, you're supposed to use an app to check in. App doesn't work at all. Mm. So we just came back in. Okay. So very different. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. From the, yeah, very different from the southern border. Mm-hmm. How are we to treat this? And, <laughs> and the issues are very different. Yeah. The northern border to the southern border because yeah. uh, you, you, there's a lot of oppression south of the border. Yeah. And people are trying to escape that. Right. And uh, so you see some very valid reasons why they want to move north. Uh, do we? not keep good boundaries. I think as we go through the Bible, boundaries were very important. They were always shifting. Uh, But God also wanted us to take in the foreigner who was being oppressed and take care of them. So it's a mixed issue because uh, on one hand, we need the labor. We need the help because uh, you you can't hardly find somebody to work anymore. Uh, the, The second piece is, since the process is so broken, people aren't getting screened. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. They're coming in from everywhere, and there's no order to the process. Right. And so the system is just flawed and broken. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like the United States doesn't send help down there. Right. But the help doesn't get to the people. Mm-hmm. It ends up in other places. Right. So this is just such a convoluted issue. It's very hard to get a finger on it. Uh, should there be a wall? Well, unless you take care of some other things, likely. But it, would it be cheaper to take care of other things? Right. And so then, then you have to look at, are the cartels not getting, keeping things from getting to the people? What are the politics of the countries they're coming from? Uh, do we intervene and take out dictators? I mean, that that's messy stuff. Yep. But this is not working. Right. And I'm not sure we have people. I think we've become sort of 
loggered down, haggard, if you will, by the politics involved. Yeah. And I'm not sure we have people looking at the biggest part of the picture and saying, now, wait a minute, this can't continue. It's not for the good of the people whose families are getting separated. It's not good for the country where the safety goes downhill so quickly. Uh, things have changed in Texas tremendously. Yeah. Just because uh, desperate people do desperate things. Yeah. Well, how can we keep them from getting desperate and work from that angle? And, and I'm not sure anybody's seeing this ah, from God's point of view. Right. Because uh, we're supposed to live into justice. We're just supposed to live into those things. Uh, what is it? Uh, chapter 23 of Matthew. And some of those things that Jesus was saying, woe to you Pharisees and teachers of the law. Here you do on this. You're separating the dill and the cumin and the spices and you're measuring those out, but you're not doing justice and mercy and yeah. those things. Right. And you should be doing that too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know we're looking at it from God's point of view. Yeah. And see, that's the tricky part. I mean, because even I feel like there's like three different things that I look at. I, I think everyone in one way or another right or left, however you fall, has a little bit in them every once in a while of that like libertarian point of view where it's just like, let everyone do whatever they want. You want to do drugs, do drugs. You want to, you know, do this, do this, and you know, take responsibility for yourself. You know, if we, but if we live that way, you know, there really wouldn't be any fire departments or anything like that. Right. And so you could say that for, you know, you know, like an open border system, but that's not the system we're in. Right. So we, there are checks and balances to stuff. So I think the economic impact of a lot of people coming over. Yeah, sure. They're, it's, it, they are, they're cheap. They're providing cheap, cheap labor and providing businesses a way to, um, I'm going to call it exploit that labor because <clears throat> it is, it is an exploitation. If you have a lot of, you know, cheap labor coming and you're right there, you have an opportunity for that. So I think we kind of throw that one out. But we've talked about this before was, you know, like, does God judge us how we vote? And we I'm not sure if we I guess I don't really remember exactly what we came up with on that issue. But then there's that part of it. There is that part of it. But there's another piece that you alluded to and I'd like to take you back to. OK, is that? Yeah. Libertarian would say, yeah, you do as you do. And then you take responsibility for it. Part of the problem is nobody really wants to take responsibility. Yeah. For their own actions, and definitely not for anybody else's. Right. And so, there, there's a, a shirking, if you will, of responsibility. Uh, that's why we buy insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to take responsibility for leaving something on the stove and it burned the house down. Yep. And you know, it happens. Right. I, and, and I don't want to take responsibility for it. I might buy, uh, drive my car, and it might hit something. Or because I wasn't watching well, I, I could say, hit a deer. It might hit something, yeah. Well, yeah. Won't take responsibility. <laughs> right. I mean, it's something that is inherent to us as human beings. Right. We, well, it has to be your fault. Right. Well, part of the, the insurance industry grows on the fact that we don't want to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And, of course, then the other part of the insurance is, I didn't know that tornado was coming. <laughs> right. And so, you know, there's good reason to have some insurance. The responsibility piece is key to the discussion because then 
there's a part of us feels like we have a responsibility for those who are downtrodden and oppressed and we should, but they also have some responsibility for what's going on as well. So is there a place in time where we could say, Hey, let's help you in your homes in South America and let's work at helping what's happening on the ground there. Right. Cause these people are coming some from down South and well, most of them, some of them are coming from other countries going down South and then coming yeah. in. So we also have that as well. Uh, we have created a nation of opportunity Yeah, and, uh, people want that too. Right. I mean, there is, I've heard the argument that, you know, it should be closed. We should let a lot fewer people in because the people that don't like their circumstances are the ones that are coming here. And why take away a huge base of people who want different circumstances from their country and bring them here? Because once there's enough of them there, shouldn't, I mean, they could do something. They you know? could bring about change. Right. There's one other key piece. Yeah. Leadership. Right. And so one, one thing I'm noticing, and I'll be ornery because I do it well, uh, the people that won't take responsibility also won't be leaders. Okay. And we have not cultivated enough individuals who want to take responsibility, not only for their own lives, but for the way the world is turning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why evangelism isn't happening because we don't take any responsibility that I need to get this message out. So somebody who's open to receive Christ can do it. Right. Uh, we don't take responsibility for our political situation. So our votership, our voting in our next election won't be what it should be in a democracy. Right. And so we just don't want to take responsibility mm -hmm. and it's all through our system yeah and uh it, it doesn't matter whether you're setting in washington dc which i'm not sure they take responsibility for anything no and, and it's not happening often I, I local government i know some of our local officials i think they're doing a good job but it's not an easy operation right because there's a lot of forces yeah out there but to take a stand for what is right is taking responsibility and uh, I, my right, am I right? At least I'm going to let people know what I think. Well, yeah, and I mean, but that's the, that's one of the tricky things is we can give our everyone you know a piece of our mind, or you know, kind of uh, regurgitate the talking points of uh, someone we've heard, someone who's influenced our opinion in that way. But there's no real solutions uh, when it when it comes about. Like, there's no real. It's like, okay, yeah, we, we all see this problem. What do you think we should do? And, and that's where things are breaking down. We've got two sides that want to keep us polar opposites. Yeah. And then they bounce us back and forth every four years. We need to start taking responsibility as a nation to take those two polar opposite points of view, which in themselves have some glimmers of reality, mm -hmm. and start to say what's best for us right what's better for our people and then if it's good for our people how can we help other people now when you're saying our people you're talking about united states citizens voting citizens yeah. okay 
people who are, are supposed to be able to steer this right. big boat that we're on yeah. uh, as a nation. So that's kind of like a nationalistic um, ideology there. And I don't know about that one. I mean, I understand it. I totally do. Every, every nation, that's why you have leaders. You're supposed to be taken care of, and there's no real need to focus your efforts on another country unless there's something reciprocal there. Like, that makes total sense. But as far as, like, building up another country and you're gaining nothing in return, that doesn't happen. No. It's never but, happened. But the other piece that's not happening is there's not a good, solid, meaningful, respectful conversation in the center that says, oh, that's a good point. Or oh, over here on the left right. side, that's a good point. There's not that respectful conversation that says, okay, hearing these things, this is a solution, or this right. is going in the right direction. That respectful conversation is not brought forth in this current climate. No. The desire is to politicize and polarize, and we're not going to get anywhere that way. Right. I mean, it's even the uh, Pledge of Allegiance is what our goal really should be, is one nation under God, indivisible. Indivisible. And man, I think that's one thing that, that's one thing we've really gotten. And I didn't want this to be a political gripe episode. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> man, 10 years ago, we used to always complain about how we didn't like the attack ads. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember that being popular. People saying, you know, I'd vote for whoever doesn't put out an attack ad mm-hmm. on the other candidate. And heck, now, 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 you now that's it. all it is. Mm-hmm. The amount of mailers you get in the mail currently, that all it does is just attack. Oh, boy. Yeah, I wish They've I had some kind of hold. way of putting them into a log so I could burn them, you know. I know. Together. Then I at least get fuel out of them. Right. I mean, yeah. I've always said, you know, I don't really want to vote for any of these people. I don't really think any of them are doing an incredible job. But they're given an effort. But I think the key piece, I go back to it, is taking responsibility. Yeah. I need to take my responsibility as a voter. I need to take my responsibility as a pastor. Mm-hmm. I need to make take care of my responsibility as being a, a meaningful member of my community, uh, giving to the community, uh, doing what I can to make it better. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't take responsibility for, first, my home, and then my community, or my church and my community, uh, I'm not going to have a positive influence. I'm just a parasite. Right. If I take responsibility and live into my family, my church, and my community, maybe my community can influence other communities, and we are always moving towards something better for the future. Right. And then, of course, you know, we could default as Christians and say, well... I'm a Christian, so oh, my better's coming later. Right. But I think the gospel has us doing both. Yeah. Living that, into the here and now and living for the future. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky thing because, you know, there's a lot of leaders that God helped overthrow. But then there's a lot of them that God put them in that place for a reason, you know, and even broke down some borders. Mm-hmm. Jericho yeah. crumbled. Romans 13, uh, Isaiah, we see God putting people in place for reasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just the, the tricky thing is finding that happy medium. Because a lot of times I say, you know, government, bad, that's not where my heart lies. But at the same time, we still have that responsibility. So 
let's find, uh, what, what's what's an actionable thing to do because there's another argument that says you know the reason why you don't just let unfettered access in is you know you want you don't want other cultures coming in and influencing the american culture now it's always kind of supposed to have been like a melting pot right you mm-hmm. know there's some things there's some cultural um there's some cultural like attributes that or ideologies that have things it's that's illegal in the united states you know you, you right. can't do these things in the united states we don't do that right um but in their culture that's acceptable so a lot of people are kind of fearful i think that that culture is coming in and influencing let's say you know, like the united states should only speak english well it sure be easy if everyone spoke the same language mm-hmm. and most companies countries do have some oh yeah native tongue right but there's always a diversity of mm-hmm. of languages spoken I mean, it's sure it's nice to be able to hear people are saying, mm-hmm. but there, I think there's something that's fearful and makes us a little resentful or have hate in our hearts when we are sitting somewhere and we hear someone <laughs> that's not even talking to us say something in a different language. You know, you get suspicious. I think they're talking about mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But welcome them into the community and something, you know, don't let them be like I always wanted to don't let them be outsiders. No, you know, we don't want that. No, because every culture needs the gospel. Yeah. We, we need to be thinking beyond just how, how is that negatively impacting me, but how are we positively impacting them? Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, part of being the, this melting pot yeah. is positively impacting each other yeah. towards a common goal of being this free nation that right. we've lived into, which didn't just happen on its own. There was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Right. So it, yeah, I still say it comes back to responsibility. No, uh, I, I, I get the sense that even Washington, D.C. is not taking the responsibility they should right. for what's going on. I think so, yep. And it tears at my heart. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just don't let it get to you, or what do we do? We don't let it divide us? We don't let it divide us. We listen for the, the themes from both sides. Right. Make sure we're getting all the truth together. Uh, still be influenced by the Holy Spirit and God's word as to, you know, God is very creative. I think he's got a solution for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is at this point. Yeah. But I do think if we live into it as Christians, there is an answer. And that, we, from the influence of our families, our churches, and communities, I think... He can move. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah. I, I still, yeah. But I, yeah, I think you want... It's I, that responsibility piece that bothers me. Yeah. And that's a hard one. Because mm-hmm. you say, you know, there's obviously an, a very um, emotional aspect to caring for these people that are coming from other countries. Um, that the left side always kind of drives on that emotional point. Whereas the right side is more of the... I would say the different kind of love, the hard love, which is responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, obviously where I, we lie a little bit is that responsibility well, piece. But I, I'd put responsibility in the middle. You think so? And say that the other side would say, okay, keep the boundary up. We're in good shape. Right. Make good boundaries. Oh, I we'll see. We'll keep our safe cells safe. I see. Okay. Whereas, you know, okay, be, be sensitive to these people that are down and out would be the left and the right would say, let's put up good boundaries and let's make a good fence. 
And, and the responsibility in the middle is saying, I'm a human being, they're a human being. You know, how are we working at this thing of life together? Good point. And uh, so can, how do I live in to this problem that's driving you north? Yeah. And uh, make it better for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like or what it would take to drive me from my home, my family, extended families, and drive me into another country taking very little with me yeah. because I mean, they don't have much to start with, but when you're traveling like that, you can't take much with you. And so you embark on this journey because you have to, right? or you're uh, desperate enough right. to do it. I think it is desperation. A lot yeah. of it's desperation. A lot of it is also opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. they're pro- you know, maybe it's not as that bad, True. But they want to get somewhere where it's much better and they're seeing this opportunity, which is fair. Which, you know, other other than the fact that it's illegal and there's not, I mean, every all the land is taken here. It, it's about the same heart that drove our pioneer ancestors west yeah. from the east because they were looking for opportunities. Yeah. And that's why, you know, our farms in Kansas because Iowa... Farmland was too expensive. Yep. There was opportunity, and so that took my great grandfather out there. Very human trait. It is. I mean, even even the Native Americans or Indians, however you want to say it. Winter, we stay here. Summer, stay here. Mm-hmm. Spring, maybe here. And you know, we have travel for trade and stuff like that. It's it's always an opportunity to move from one to another. So the the, the spirit of not locking yourself down, right, is. I feel like is something that is cult- is culturally born as far as like making you say, I'm not moving. Right. right. I don't like this certain thing here, but I'm not moving. I'm going to complain about it. And sometimes that gets stuff done. Yeah. But you know, the loudest voices. Yeah. But, but they created communities like this mm-hmm. one. That's right. Out of that pioneer spirit. We're going to make it better. Yep. I always thought it was interesting how the, this will be like the last thing I'll say, and we'll turn this camera off, but I always thought it was really interesting how the founding fathers wrote that, wrote those documents. They knew. They knew the human mind, the human spirit. And they even said, you know, this is going to be great if you can keep it. Mm -hmm. And this is written for a population that knows God. Yeah. Without it, this is going to go away right because this is so vulnerable to becoming doc or democracies are so vulnerable vulnerable to becoming social social centered ideology right for for but one one way or the other yep it's hard to maintain mm-hmm. the steadiness of the center but yeah yeah so we're praying for that knowing it's difficult yeah and if you have opportunities to talk to people that <clears throat> I wouldn't say go up and say, you know, are you an illegal immigrant? But everyone's got a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You can download Google Translate and you can push a button, talk into it, and it will translate it into Word. Mm-hmm. And you can show people that on your phone if you know what language they speak. Yeah. And if they're literate enough to read it. Or that you can push another button and it oh, will say it for you. Oh, it will. Yeah. Cool. Some I've done it a couple of times, and it's it's always been very easy as to to get gain an understanding. And sometimes that's all people like. 
my wife used to get on me or not. She said something like saying at the Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. saying stuff in Spanish. <laughs> but I've never had anyone be like, oh, I can't believe this guy's talking to me in Spanish. They'll say <laughs> more things in Spanish to me and they like to see my blank stare. Uh, and they think that's funny. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. do I. So, yeah, a little compassion there is good, too. So will you pray us out? I can do finally? that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to be your people. Help us understand our responsibility in your kingdom for all that you put around us and live into this day for the opportunities you will bring forth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you everyone for watching us this week. Praying for you farmers out there. Be nice and safe and... uh, Take a little one in the tractor or combine with you. They sure love it. Share the joy. That's right. Share the joy. If you have any kids that, that want to come in a combine ride, I would like to volunteer my father. Uh, he'll take you. Yeah, your father-in-law. Oh, yeah. My, oh, yeah. Well, your stepfather. Father, yeah. Yep, he'll take you. Yeah. Definitely Oh, that will. would be fun. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should ride with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can go, yeah. yeah. My wife says she still hasn't ridden in the combine yet. <gasps> I know. I just learned that like two days ago. Oh, it's time. I know. So... All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.